What is happening, podcast listeners? I call you podcast listeners because, well, I don't know what the fuck to call you right now because we're about to change the name most likely. I've been thinking about it a lot, going back and forth, and I don't know, something about stories from behind the lens, just it's not it's not sticking with me. It's not rolling off the tongue too well. So I think I'm going to have to change it. It's probably just going to be the Eight Weddings podcast or something. I'll say some basic bitch shit like that, but something that basically tells exactly what it is that who you're getting, what's going on behind the story scene. It's going to be a lot of uh, storytelling still. Uh, still kind of trying to do the same format of uh, eventually bringing guests on and getting their stories from behind the lens um, and just fun, crazy shit that happened. Which brings me to my current discussion and discussion, what I'm talking about today. Gotta love how words just come out sometimes when you're not really ready for the right one. You're still searching for it and just like, bleh, bleh, and mouth just spurts something else out. And you're like, what the... Why did that come out? That wasn't even part of the index I was accessing. It just sort of just mm, happened. So anyway, this last, sorry about slapping the microphone. This last wedding I got to do was uh, my first snowing wedding. Now I say snowing wedding because I've done weddings where it snowed a little bit or it snowed like the day before, the week before, and it's just everything was covered in white. It was really pretty. Um, Actually, no, I take that back. I did another snowing one, but like it was so off and on that time for the photos was it was so it was so dark for all like the family stuff and it was just it it wasn't the same type of snowing wedding uh, unfortunately we did get some good stuff though because most of their snowing wedding was they're getting ready and then later at night so it just says not the most opportune times to go outside and take photos but this awesome snowy wedding was a nice little small venue the uh, Wedgwood Black Forest down in uh, Colorado Springs god that place is beautiful um, so I apologize if I'm kind of going back and forth on the uh, the level here. I'm going to try and stay close to the mic because um, I'm noticing getting a little far away at times. So this stunning place, this awesome venue, the staff, first of all, they I, I'm blown away every time. I've been there twice now, and it's actually back-to-back weddings. Uh, not like the same day or back two days in a row, but the wedding I did right before this one was at the Wedgwood, last one last season. Find out how that thing's worked out. There's very on-the-ball taking care of their bride and groom going above and beyond. I mean, the things I've seen them do and the the level of attention that they give to the bride and groom, it's just it's it's unmatched. I know a lot of venues do awesome stuff and I'm not knocking anyone else. I'm not saying like I, anyone does bad jobs or it's just like you need to step your game up, but from what I've seen from them, like they they're up there with the best of the best. So this fun, awesome, snowy day. I knew it was going to be snowing all day long from start to finish. There might be a little, like, tiny breaks, but big flakes all day. We're going to have fun. So this cute little couple, uh, when I first met the groom, or when I first met him, but I first, really first went into the uh, <laughs> his groom suite, he was definitely a little nervous um, going through some uh, breathing exercises and uh, wasn't quite ready for me to take some some photos yet which totally understandable uh was gonna try and talk him into it but i mean not everyone wants the same photos so they're your photos not mine anyway and that's like the worst thing is like the photographer just keeps pushing and keeps pushing keeps pushing like i mean sell your case like i'm not saying just it's like one of those like back down just because someone like questions something or someone says no then it's like oh okay no like if you truly believe you you need to do something like definitely state your case but once you state your case and do it definitely in a nice way. Once you kind of state it and get it out there, you can't like 
keep pushing when they say no. And they're like, well, mm, no. Because even if, even if it is the stupid parental, why? Because I said so. Well, it's their photos. They're the ones in the photos. They don't want the photos. And you just refer back to that. Like, well, I got turned away for no other reason than because I said so. And they'll remember it, document it, just keep an eye on it. And if they're that crazy, hopefully you're not working with that couple anyway. But yeah, it don't push them to be that crazy is what I'm trying to say. Just They say no, doesn't matter. Move on to something else. Oh, damn tangent rants. What the fuck was I just talking about? Anyway, he was... Uh, so when I finally did meet him, um, we're going over all the uh, stuff he wants to do for the ceremony. It was so cute, like, position for me to be in. And he's talking about his big... Uh, his his big flash, Dirty Dancing uh, end scene where he's going to do this little monologue from Dirty Dancing, the end. I always say the last dance, or however it goes. It's been too long. And I was... I, I didn't tell him, but at first when I saw this, I'm like... Uh, you do what? In front of everyone? Just stop? Does she know about this? All right. My thought is, ah, that's a bad idea. That's... Someone might want to run a buyer in theory. Like, even, like, a kind of like this. Like, just see see if she giggles. You, know, you don't want to be that on the, the wedding day. Or what I was more worried about was, I, um, what if he freezes up? What is he like? No, you know what? I... Uh, and just pulls one of those just like just uh, oh shit now what <laughs> how do we get back on track from here so it's happened but the important thing is, is uh he got through it we watched the whole thing it was so awesome did the whole thing went to pretend to do like the final where they pick each other up uh the the movie and of course the uh the officiant as we're calling him another pastor or anything so it was a good friend who became ordained he definitely took the reins and uh stopped him at least I mean it was scripted we we all knew about it but it was still pretty cute pretty fun um chairman went off without a hitch all the beautiful crazy awesome photos that we got to take they were just blown away unfortunately this wedding don't get a lot of them but there's this other company that fills in weddings for me uh they hook up a couple of weddings throughout the year and they're pretty pretty lenient pretty laid back about a bunch of stuff but unfortunately the one thing they're not laid back about is sharing me photos on social media unless it's you're sharing what was given to the bride and groom it's crazy it's archaic they're from 1930 apparently but that's just how it goes what happens when you write rules before social media and just freak out it's like anti it's like original anti-pot laws like they didn't know what it was so they're just like uh no that's bad it's like you have no we don't want to offer it to the bride and groom uh but it you don't have to offer it to them but to kind of act like it's like this demonic evil no we can't even like they should never even know about it things like well they know about social media they know about like sharing stuff early like people are there with cell phones for that specific reason i say get on board and just join the party it's not a bad party it's not the nazi party it's not some crazy fucking let's get drunk all weekend and fucking go pillage and rape the town party like it's a good party to be on it's nothing bad Jump on, join the party, have fun. So anyway, fast forward, we are taking all the fun photos out in the snow and actually no, uh, but, or rewind during the ceremony. This is one thing I wanted to really talk about because uh, they actually were super thankful about it, and I, I panicked for a second because I didn't know what to do. They were. And this is what happens when you have a friend marry you. It's nothing knocking the friend, but he's never done one before, so he didn't he didn't know how to cue certain things and uh. 
I've seen every pastor from hardcore Catholic. I do the same thing every freaking Saturday, mess up something that they shouldn't mess up to just someone who just literally got called up from the front row. Like, hey, I want you to marry us today. I, I didn't literally see that, but like, same people mess up. We're all human. So no one, they were kind of standing far apart. And it was the, it was the point in the ceremony when they started exchanging vows and they were kind of mm, more than arm's distance away. So they didn't naturally join hands because they were so far away from each other. And they had this like, look, they were kind of holding their own, like not, she was, they're both kind of like had this weird, like anxious, like we need to be doing something, but we don't know what to do. I could see it. I could, I feel, I knew it. And mostly for my own selfish reasons, I wanted them to get closer so they could, so they could hold each other's hands, close that gap so I could actually get some good shots of the two of them. That, and it's always cute when they're holding hands during the ceremony, even from start to finish, the way they hold each other's hands. It's always unique from time to time. Wait, always unique from time to time. Did I really just say that? It's generally unique, but from time to time, it's, I mean, it's same as we all do. Usually I just see something that's like, oh, that's so sweet. One little, little thing that we all have that we do. So they're at this gap and I, I give the, the officiant best friend uh, a little bit of time to sort of maybe do it because nothing worse than you going up there and just be like, hey, grab each other's hands. Will you, oh, thanks. That's literally what I was reading. It's like, you don't make anyone look like an ass. But you want to save the ceremony. So take enough from me. Do what I did. Just go full ninja mode. If you're allowed on stage, take advantage of that. Because if it's a friend marrying them, chances are you're not going to be restricted to falling back in the back row or not allowed on stage. Now, don't linger up there. Don't walk straight up to them, but pretend like you're getting creative. You want to get some shots from the behind, the the bird's eye view of everyone. And it's exactly what I did. The only one mic'd was the officiant. So I said it not anywhere within earshot of him. I got to make sure it was far enough away so even the mic didn't pick it up. And definitely not one of these. Just kind of walked up, doing the click, click, Take each other's hands. Click, click, click. And of course, right after I said, take each other's hands, one click, they took a step towards each other and took each other's hands. And I was like, my first thought was, oh, good, they heard. Oh, shit. I hope everyone didn't hear. So I got close to the efficient, and you never know what those mics actually pick up. I didn't hear it over the PA speaker, but I wasn't even sure that they actually heard me. I just Maybe they just took it on their own. So went through the rest of the ceremony, and... After when we were saying goodbye, like they were super like, hey, I just want to double thank you for the during the ceremony. We didn't know what to do. Uh, we're so glad you said take each other's hands. And I'm like, you heard that? Oh, thank God. I just I kind of thought you just did it instinctually. And I was like, oh, cool. Good timing. But I figured I would walk up there and take a chance. And a similar situation has happened where the veil flew off the bride because we were getting married on the top of Vail Mountain in the summer. Yeah, August. Uh and she was holding it for a second, and then it sort of like got passed off to one of the groomsmen, and the groomsmen just sort of stand there, like didn't know what to do with this veil in his hand. And of course, I'm taking photos. One of the groomsmen's holding the veil, so like he kind of looks awkward, not quite sure. So again, I'm allowed on stage, so let's just let's just walk up and do a little casual handoff. Kind of walk up, snuck up behind him, be like, "I got you, boss." Kind of took it, nudged it from his hand because he's not—he's just holding it off to the side. Pass it off, put it in my bag, kept taking photos, wandered around. From what I found out too, from that uh, instance, uh, no one from the ceremony, no from the ceremony, no one in the audience noticed what I was doing. They saw me up there, but they didn't realize I was handing it off. They're like, because every time people were talking about it, like, 
like, oh, that's cool. Like when you went on stage, like you barely stayed up there. I was like, the only reason I went up there was to grab the the veil. And like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, when I snuck behind the groomsman, I'm like I was getting a really good shot, but I took the veil from him. Like, they kind of like, get this weird look around. Like, oh my god, you did! I didn't even notice. I mean, it's just be sneaky, be incognito. Like, people aren't focusing on you because the ceremony's not about you, unless you make it about you. If you do something stupid, <laughs> fall and break your ankle, fuck in front of everyone. The focus is going to shift to you, but as long as you don't do something stupid like that, you should be in the clear. So pretty much that's the, the majority of this fun part of the ceremony. There was there was one special part later in the night where uh, we went outside to take photos because it got dark and I had my flash and it was still snowing. So got that fun backlit catch all the snow falling in the sky shot, which came out stunning. Oh my God, stunning. My stuttering? You know what I'm trying to say. Stunning. It's fucking powerful. I'm loving it. Wish I could share it with you, but can't see it. So hopefully they post it, then I'll reshare it. That's how it goes. Gotta follow the rules. Because, I mean, I do appreciate getting this wedding. And I look at it as like, oh, I don't need the money from it. It's like, that's a bad way to look at it. If I didn't work for this company, I wouldn't get to meet this couple. And if I didn't get to meet this couple, I wouldn't have got to spend this day with this awesome beautiful wonderful loving you know couple and got to know them and now i'm friends with them on facebook now we're now we're gonna watch each other grow they get a if they choose to watch me grow my photography and watch me continue to photograph stunning brides and capture joy and i get to watch their family grow because they're just truly sweet awesome people and i duly truly duly oh my god Stuttering up a storm. I got to stop. All right. I think we've done enough for the podcast because I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm not going to talk to you for three motherfucking hours. Plus me talking about myself for three hours would be ridiculous. Can you imagine that? Jesus. All right. Signing off from the... Yeah, let's just call it. Let's just break ground right now. Coming to you live right now. Official. The Eight Weddings Podcast. Unofficial. I don't know. It might. It's a version of that. I'm indecisive. Whatever. There'll be more fun podcasts coming because big changes have happened this week. But uh, yeah, this is the wedding one I want to catch up with. So I don't know. I might crank out a bunch. Just label them all different. All right. Much love. Hitting the 15-minute mark. Go do something fun today. I don't know what it is, but if you get any... Oh, uh, yeah. That's what I want to end with. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, thoughts... Actually, even concerns. I don't really give a fuck. Um, unless it's like a personal concern about yourself. If it's concerned about the show or me probably don't know me so you can just you can save that one for yourself um thoughts questions uh feedback if you got like some personal thing you you know you want some advice on or whatever it's just like a general question about anything wedding related fashion i mean uh grooms wear bridal wear tips and tricks to do like i've been on both sides of it when i say i've been on both sides i've been behind the scenes on both sides so i've seen all the crazy shit go down and all the crazy stuff that the bridal party needs and I may not understand what a lot of it's used for but there's some stuff I carry in my bag now that I'll never personally use myself but something might be in that hero one it's like do you have titty tape girls anyone have titty tape and you just reach in your bag like a gangster pulling out a lens nope titty tape there you go keep those girls in place I don't know why they call it titty tape that's I'm sure that's not the official name but that's what they were calling it which was hilarious and yeah, I went out and bought some for that specific reason because I'm not going to go buy hairspray, but it was a tiny little thing, slits in the bag, and hey, 
You make a couple brides and bridesmaids happy. Get a couple word of mouth referrals. Next thing you know, you're rolling in more weddings and family shoots. That's how you do it, son. Daughter. Whoever the fuck is listening. All right. Signing out. Enjoy the rest of your day, weekend, whenever you listen to this. Go do something fun. Peace.